Okay, we are in Sefer Malachim Aleph, Perik Yud Beis, Pasuk Yud Ches, Vayishlach HaMelech, Rechavam Es Adram. On a personal note, I am thrilled to welcome back our administrator, our chief engineer, and most importantly, our star Talmud after a week of indisposition, and we wish him a refuah shlema. Good to have you back, Danny Agus. Now, in Perik Yudches, we are, I'm sorry, Pasuk Yudches onward in Perik Yudbeis, we are going to see for the second time this week the total dizzying, precipitous collapse from the heights of a king of Israel. Shlomo at the beginning of Yudalab, and now Yeruvam ben Nevat. Only this time, Yeruvam is taking with him in his precipitous fall the entire, or 10 twelfths, let's say, of B'nai Israel, who have fallen into the abyss once again of Avodah Zarah in a way that impacts all of us to this day. Now, what is shocking about this is because as we learn, Yeruvah ben Nevat was chosen by the Kaddish Baruch Hu to lead B'nai Israel in that tearing away of the Malchus from uh, Melech Shlomo. And his reputation was sterling. He was considered the Gadol Hadar. He was the Talmud Chacham of all Talmidei Chachamim of his period. He risked his life literally to provide greater access to B'nai Yisrael on the Regalim to come to Yerushalayim. And suddenly after he's chosen, he descends into a completely inexplicable course of action and takes within B'nai Yisrael, or his 10 tribes with him, in a terrible incidence of Avodah Zarah, which is more puzzling because for the last 80 years in B'nai Yisrael's history through David and Shlomo, there was an absence of Avodah Zarah. There was the base Hamikdash, there was the unity of Shlomo and Melech David. There was no need for Avodah Zarah. The land was tranquil, there were no enemies. And now Yeruvam plunges us, as we're going to see, back to it. And it is something, as I say, we have not emerged from to this day. So let's begin. Pasuk Yud Ches. Vayishlach HaMelech Rechavam Es Adram Acherel Hamas. After his disastrous meeting, Rechavam, with the people of the ten tribes, where he, instead of trying to address their grievances about excessive taxation, doubles down with just tremendous venom. And they, of course, say, no, we're not interested in Malchus David, etc. He sends Adram Asher al-Hamas. So he sends who is what amounts to the chief tax collector, who is under Shlomo, served the entire era under Shlomo, Adram. And the Mephoshim disagree. Why is he sending him? Um, the Radak seems to suggest he's sending him to pacify them, to maybe make a compromise, to maybe bring them back. Malbin says, no, he's really doubling down 
He's sending the tax collector. And of course, being the tax collector isn't the most popular position in the country. So when they see him, they stone him um, with rocks. He dies. They kill him. And Rechavam gets the message and he sees that there are really serious, this is a real revolution, and he gets out of there as fast he can. Um, as Radak says, He's trying to pacify them. They stone him. When Rachavim learns of this, The rebellion is real. He goes home back to Jerusalem, aware this is real and this is not just a passing uh, momentary revolution. And Israel has now separated itself from the house of David until this day, as we learn. It wasn't intended to be permanent, this split between the ten Shratim and the two Shratim of Yehuda. It was supposed to be for 34 years based on the um, four years of, of Shlomo, etc., and the building of the temple that it was going to be, after that it was going to revert, but because of the foretold sins of uh, Asa, the grandson of Shlomo, uh, who was going to commit terrible sins, the deal is off the table, it stays, and it is going to stay until Yemos HaMashiach, that division. When the ten tribes up in Shechem hear that Yeruvam has returned from his um, exile in Mitzrayim, they summon him, they put him, they coronate him above all the ten tribes of Israel, indicating that Yeruvam wasn't pushing this at the time. He knew he was guaranteed he was going to get the Malchus, and so he is like brought into it, drafted. No one follows Beis David uh, except the tribe of Yehuda. We're going to see it's also Binyamin. Rechavim has fled to Yerushalayim. Yakel is called Beis Yehuda. He gathers his tribe of Yehuda, as Shevet Binyamin, Mea Ushmonim Elef Bachor Milchama. He gets together an army of 180,000 men. Lehilachem in base Yisrael. This is going to be a civil war. La Shivas Hamluchol Rechavam to return the Malchus to Rechavam ben Shlomo. Who appears to a Navi named Shemaya. While we may not have heard of him as a Navi, the Gemara tells us that Shemaya, that appellation Elohim, is only given to seven or eight Nevi'im in history, and he is one of them. He is of that stature. And the Kaddish Baruch who tells Shemaya Elohim, 
Emor el Rechavam ben Shlomo Melech Yehuda, el Chobes Yehuda ben Yamin, the Yeser Ha'om Lemor. This is what I want you to tell them to the entire uh, base Yehuda, and this is my word. Ko Amar Hashem, lo sa'alu, velo silachmuni machechem b'nei Yisrael, shuvu ish levesav, kimi iti, in other words, do not fight, do not enter a civil war, go back to your home. This comes directly from me, the Kodesh Baruch Hu, by Yishmu Esvar Hashem, by Yeshuvu Leches Kedvar Hashem. And they listen to him. Rechavim listens and they go back. And that is one of the reasons that in the one of the few times, certainly in this Parrot, where Rechavim is referred to as Ben Shlomo, Melech Yehuda, because at least he shows the wisdom for the first time of his father and calls off what could have been a disastrous, epical civil war. Now, back to Yeruvim. Vayiven Yeruvim is Shem Bahar Ephraim. He builds the city of Shem, which well, he doesn't build it, it was built already. He fortifies it. By Yoshev Ba, he dwells in Shem, it's his capital. By Yetzem Misham Vayovenes Penuel, he does the same thing to the neighboring city of Penuel. Again, it existed, but he's fortifying it. By Yomar Yeruvim, believe And now Yeruvim takes a dark, dark turn. He says to himself, I am terrified that the Mamlacha is going to return to Beis David. Why? If these people go up, to bring Karbanot, the Beis Hashem Yerushalayim, to bring the Karbanot on the Regalim, the Shavlev Ha'am Hazeh El Adonayim El Rechavam, Melech Yehuda, their hearts are going to go back to Rechavam, the king of Yehuda, the Hargani, they're going to kill me. The Shavu of Rechavam, Melech Yehuda, I have lost the empire, I have lost my life. Why does he feel this way? What is making him so insecure? He has the guarantee of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Several things. One, the obvious one, he is worried, and that may be legitimate. He is worried that if B'nai Israel goes back, the Shlosh Regalim, and there is the nostalgia, the memory, the association, the uh, joining with the connectivity with the rest of the people. They are going to long for those days when they were one Malchus, and it works to his detriment. So, so where are the religious leaders, the Zikne of Yisrael, where, where are they saying, it, you can't... Bear with us two minutes. You're going to see. Um... And so there are, and there are two other things. Gemara tells us that he realizes, he can tell, when he comes back to Yerushalayim, there is a halacha lemosha misinai that says the only person who can stand in the Azara of the Beis Mikdash is a king of the David, of Malchus David. That means when he comes back, he has to stand Rechavam sits and people are going to say, sure, he is the Eved of Rechavam. He's playing second fiddle and that just annoys him. Second, we know that every year after Sukkot, 
There are certainly every seven years, there is the ceremony called Hakel, where the entire B'nai Israel gather to hear the king read in a sitting position, Sefer Dvarim. And he sees again, he's not going to read it. It's got to be Beis Yehuda. Rechavim is going to read it. And again, he's second class. And this just terrifies him. By Yivatz HaMelech, and now he comes up with a insane plan. By Yashnei Eglei Zahav, he makes two golden calves, not one like they had in the Midbar, two. By Yomer Elehim, Rav Lachem Alos Yerushalayim, he tells his people, his subject, enough going up to Yerushalayim. Hinei Elohecha Yisrael Asher HaLuf Me'eretz Mitzrayim. This is your God, which you have had in Eretz Mitzrayim in the Midbar. So now, even now, the Mephoshim are cutting him some slack in saying he's not intending to make an alternative Kaddish Baruch Hu. What he's doing is what Aaron did when the people saw Moshe had failed to return. They were terrified. They didn't want an alternative Kaddish Baruch Hu. They wanted an alternative Moshe to lead them. And so Aaron builds them this golden calf that is supposed to represent a representational of a leader, not of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. What? But here it's even worse than there, because there at least, it was all, <coughs> all motion. They understood motion. They felt that without motion, they were lost. But, right. here, but here, it's not like they didn't, have, they didn't have anyone. Right, but here, he's intending it to be another location for the basement. As you're going to see, he puts it in base ale. But he builds two of them, but notice, you're right on one thing, that's the identical words that Aaron uses with the Egel Hazav. And so there, and he puts one in Beisel, and that is not coincidental. Beisel is where Yaakov has the chalom, the dreams with the ladders. He builds a monument there. Beisel has Kedusha, legitimate. And he puts the other one in the most northern extremity of Eretz Yisrael and of his territory, Dun. So he has from Dun down to the bottom, Beisel. Again, we are going to assume at this moment his intentions are not to blaspheme, to create a climate of Avodah Zorah. His intentions and his motive is to provide an alternate site for davening, for the base mikdash, for not having the people go to Yerushalayim. Of course, they do say he posed sentries on the way to turn back the people. But meanwhile, the people seize on these two agels. It becomes a sin because the people fall in to Avodah Zorah. And this is magnificently ironic. The people go, most of the people, a lot of the people, choose to go to Dun, the most extreme northern one. We were saying the distance is too great to Yerushalayim, the inconvenience on the Regolim, but they'll go to Dun, which is the same, if not longer distance, they will go up to Dun to do the Avodah Zorah. Vayas is based 
Bumos. Now he makes altars, multiple altars. This can only be one Mizbeach in the Beis Hamikdash. And now, Bayas Kohanim, Miksosa Om, Asher Loha Yumibne Levi. The Kohanim and Levim, and that would answer Steve's question, want no part of this. But I think there's an underlying thing. I think it's that you see how far a person, I'm sure someone told you, goes because of Kena. Because of this Kena, it goes so far, it's going so far, going worse and, you know, worse and worse he's getting as time goes along. He may be started off with legitimate motives, but he's surely not ending, or he's getting worse and worse as the time, as it, as it gets more into it. Uh, oh yes, stay around. So now the Kohanim and Levim resign, and it's to the credit of Levi. Remember, they would have no part in the Egel Hasahab. They are consistent. They will have no part of this. He terminates them. He throws them out, eliminates Maser, he eliminates Truma, he eliminates Kachim. And who's going to serve as the Kohen? We'll see in a minute. By Yasharavam Chag. So let's follow this. Yerubam makes a fictitious, baseless, unauthorized Chag 30 days after Sukkot. It's like Sukkot Shani. And he makes a Kaddish Hashmini. His thinking is double-fold. One, it's Sukkot is Kaka Asit, the gathering of all the harvest. But the harvest gathering goes on another month. So therefore, it's, to him, legitimate. Moreover, he realizes at this point, he's just starting this ban on travel to Yerushalayim during the Rego. He knows invariably people are going to go. He wants to give them 30 days to come back and then integrate them into his new society of worship as substitute for the Beis Hamikdash. So he makes this thing. Uh, he goes up to the altar himself. He is the Kohen, there are no more Kohanim. To worship the gold. Now the calves are object of worship. And now he substitutes bogus Kohanim to serve as for this bogus holiday, etc. And they are now the Kohanim. He goes to the altar on this fake holiday. Nobody says it. He created this holiday from, you know, off the top of his head. It's not enough. He's serving as the Kohen, but he's doing the Ketores. We know on Yom Kippur, the only person allowed to do the Ketores in the Kodshe Kedoshim is the Kohen Gadol. So now he is king. He is Kohen. He is Kohen Gadol. Let's just conclude with... A quick brisa that I think puts it so beautifully, it's an agatha that shows the insecurity of the man, the gaiva, the arrogance, the gasas ruach that of course is his downfall. 
uh, remember that we're going to learn that from the tzaddik that he was, the Gemara is going to tell us he's one of four kings who will never get Olam Haba. But just let me read this to you. Kaddish Baruch Hu is trying to head this off at Kaviyocho. He wants uh, Yerobam to repent to do tshuva. So, Achar Chetavsu HaKadosh Baruch Hu Yerobam Bevigdo. Kaddish Baruch Hu, Kaviyocho, it's a lot of anthropomorphism here, grabs Yerobam by his coat. But Amalo, Chazor do tshuva. But, and as a reward, if you do tshuva, ani ba'ata uven Yishai nitayel beganeden. I, son of Yishai, that would be David, um, I, you, and the son of David will stroll together in Ganeden. Now, see, he puts even Rechabam first before David. Omalo, I'm sorry, he puts Yerobam. Yerobam says to him, me Barosh. Who's going to be the head of this group? Kaddish Baruch, who sees what he's getting at, says, Ben Yishai Barosh. David will be at the head. If that's the case, I want no part of it. Forget it. And so he goes on his inexorable way. We see just from this the measure of terrible insecurity, the Arrogance. The, here, the Kodesh Baruch is appearing to him, begging him to do tshuva, saying, you and David and I will stroll together in Ganeid. And then he wants to know who goes first, who has priority of place. And so we see it's going to go from disaster to disaster. 8.45, Monday morning, Ad Khan.